They want you there, but they don't As really someone want who's you never there. had kids, you know exactly what parents are thinking. Now, continue, I'm just telling you, please. I continue. know what humans are, and yes, of course, they want you around because they're getting old and they need somebody to carry their fucking leaves, but Jeez. whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But what I will tell you. <laughs> carry their leaves where? You know, like when they have to clean just their lawn. Just to rake them and carry the leaves. <laughs> whatever you got to do. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, the Literate Ape podcast is an extension of the online literary magazine LiterateApe.com and utilizes some of the same adult language contained therein. Thank you for listening. I still have the house in Vegas. It's in the process of getting sold. <clears throat> um, but when I lived in Las Vegas, I had my own home, and it was a, I mean, a big home. I lived there alone. I had, you know, three bedroom, two and a half bath, pool. I mean, plenty of room for people to be there. I loved this house. It was my fortress of solitude. That place was mine. But the other great thing about it is that I could open my doors if people needed a place to stay. Like I, there was a guest room. I, I want to help if they need a place to crash. Anybody is always welcome in my home, you know? So uh, I had a, a girlfriend uh, who had just moved from Michigan there's, there's to Las Vegas. There's a space, there's yeah. a space, okay, yeah. so, yeah. Um, this is, it, I wrote about her on the, uh, on the, uh, on, on Littered Ape. Uh-huh. Um, she sent a, this is the one she sent the, sent us a gift for Harry. Oh yeah, and yes, it's like, yes. where the okay. fuck, like, are you fucking with me? Yeah. So it's like, you can come stay here for a bit, you know, until you get your shit together and, you know, and, she got a job and she got a car and she got everything going and I told her no rent till you're up on your feet, it's fine. And she wouldn't leave. And I was still kind of okay with it because it was nice having her around, we were pals. Um, my rent was really cheap or my mortgage was really, you know, so I didn't need to hit her up for anything because I could afford it all. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, you're eating me at a house and home and she would buy her own groceries sure. and it was fine except that she would do these little annoying things that started to wear on me. Like she would park her, I made room for her in the garage, I had a two car garage. She could have parked her car in the garage, but she would park it on the driveway, but then come in through the garage. So she's just opening up the garage door and that bugged the fuck out of me. And it bugged the fuck out of me because my dad hated when we would come through the garage instead of the front door, if we weren't bringing bikes in or anything like that. Quick side story, when I was, so I, I used the garage once and my dad said, you know, you're grounded from the garage. If you're not going to use it right, you're grounded from the garage. If you're not going to use it right? Yeah. Okay. So it's he not a front a door. Like you have a house he key. He had a way, yeah. Don't he, use the energy. Don't wear out the motor. You know, dad shit. Yeah, right? dad Just shit. dumb dad shit. Uh, that I ended up having in my 20s. When so what your dad did to you, you did I to I did her. to Wheezy, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Um, her name was Wheezy? I shouldn't have said that, but yeah. Um, Wheezy? It was her nickname. Okay, well, yeah. I'm hoping so. Uh, so... So yeah, so my dad grounded me and I was like, well, fuck, this is fucking stupid. So I went and got my bike one day. It was pissing down rain. Everything was fucking muddy. I got my bike and I rode through every fucking mud pile I could find. (laughs) And then I carried that bike through the front door, through the hallway, through the living room, through the family room, mud everywhere, through the garage. My mom was fucking pissed. Yeah. And my dad got home and she's like, Jim, this is not okay. And my dad went, all right. Grounding lifted. And fuck them, you know, like that's yeah, so, yeah, anyway, yeah, so yeah, so this just, just 
Whatever, this bug the show. God, I can't wait. See, what you don't understand, another side note, I'm going to divide it. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> you're, I hope, I hope, and I don't know how old, how old are your parents? Um, Dad is 60, he'll be 68 in June, Mom is 64. Okay, yeah. well then I, then I can say legit. I hope that they live long enough to see Harry be 16 years old. I do too. Because they are going to laugh at your ass. Yes. Because they remember. Yeah. They remember. It's the one thing I did not provide for my mom was the opportunity to laugh in my fucking face. The revenge how, yeah. The revenge grandchild. Yeah. In fact, yeah. my sister to this day is still pissed. Yeah. Because she had three kids. Well, that's on her. And her, well, she calls it a tour of duty and how they ruin your life. <laughs> they destroy your house. Yeah. And I'm so fucking lucky I didn't have kids, you stupid asshole. So I, there's yeah. definitely some of that. So, sure. Okay, go back. But yeah, so, so, so this girlfriend was <laughs> staying with me and it just... We stopped talking, like it got really passive aggressive intense in that place. And I don't remember now if she offered to pay rent and I just like took it and was like, yeah, that's cool, thanks. Like she paid half of it or a couple hundred bucks, whatever the fuck it was. And then one day I came home from work and all of her shit was gone. She had just moved the fuck out. I like, didn't even tell you. Didn't even tell me, didn't wow, say goodbye. Oh, that was tense. It's like, okay, I get it. That kind of sucks, but I, I get it. Yeah. And fuck it, cool, I got my I place back to my myself. Perfect. Um, which, what she did though is then she moved into my best friend's place uh. <laughs> and stayed and fucking squatted at his house mm -hmm. then and then she started fucking one of his roommates it was this whole thing this, this is the like, whole thing yeah. yeah it's the way it was going um, but then I had I had another guy my a good buddy who's still a good buddy he crashed with me for a bit and he just he's like I'm gonna be a ghost you won't even know I'm there I'll be a ghost I'm like yeah man it's cool it's cool yeah he was not a fucking ghost he was a fucking <laughs> he was a fucking former linebacker for the UNLV football team in my house constantly and I liked John and I loved John and we got along and we had fun but this was my fortress of solitude not anymore get the fuck out like are you even trying to find a new place to live are you what the fuck is going Dude, on one of the funniest stories this is not my personal story but I had to kind of mitigate it somewhat was uh, early WDP days uh, so this is like uh, it was probably like 96 yeah 97 um, actor named Otto Schmidt, really nice, one of, literally one of the sweetest men you'd ever, he was a cook in Iraq. He was in uh, the Navy. Okay. And he was a cook. And he came back, and he came back an alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, but he was one of the most brilliant actors I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Well, he had a hard time getting a job. Yeah. And at one point, Bob Wilson, another, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life, um, and Bob really loved Otto. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just got along. They were they. they Otto was in Clown Prickison Will Burst, uh -huh. which was a Dehans verse show, and Bob was an understudy. I mean, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, all I know is we're doing shows, and I hear that Bob is staying or Otto is staying at Bob's place. Yeah. Well, I don't really know the specifics, but about eight months goes by. And Bob calls me up and he says, "Do you have a little time? Can I can I sit down?" And this is when we we had we didn't have a theater yet. And he said, "Can I talk to you?" And I said, "Yeah." So we went and had coffee. And he was like, "I, I don't know how to tell him to leave." <laughs> I mean, and, and literally, the thing about it is, you have yeah. to imagine. And I've been I, at the time I'd been in Bob's apartment. Bob's apartment was a one bedroom apartment, and Bob was a book hoarder. So his front room. Stacks of fucking books. Yeah. I mean, books ever, books to the ceiling, books, yeah. right? 
and this she had shitty, a, ro- a rocking chair made out of the Warren Commission. Kind of, yeah, it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 this, and and this sort of love seat it wasn't even a couch; it was a love seat. It was a tiny. And Otto had been sleeping on this love seat for eight months, mm-hmm. and paid no rent. Yeah, because he didn't have a job. Right, right. Um, and Bob says, "How do I tell Otto he needs to leave?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I, you know." I, I said, wow. Um, I said, do you want me to tell him? <laughs> I mean, I'm an asshole. Right. So, I, you know, I mean, right. I can, I'm the guy, I'm the when you need somebody, when you need a Negan, yeah. I got the baseball bat with the barbed wire. I will take care of business. I don't, you know, it's like. You're the muscle. I'm the muscle. Yeah. Sure, I'm the bouncer. Um, I said, do you want, he said, no, that would be, oh, it would just break Otto's heart and all this kind of stuff. And so I said, okay, well, I said, what I would do is I would tell him he has to leave. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's, when you hit eight months, yeah. you got to just fucking bite the bullet yeah, and like say it's has time to, for you. Like, you can do it yeah, nicely. Half a year on, it's like, yeah. You got to right. go. You got to go. Yeah. So I didn't ask him about it. But what I, basically what happened was I don't never left. And Bob never talked to him about it. <laughs> And the way Bob got Otto out of the apartment was two years later. Jesus. Bob moved out. Just like didn't renew the lease. He didn't renew the lease. (laughs) And he moved out and did not invite Otto back. Oh, my God. And what do you know? Guess where Otto stayed? Guess where Otto lived for the next six months after that? Your place. No, he lived in our theater. Oh my God! He he was like ah you know because and he was like he was like hey Don can I stay I don't have a place to sleep and I was like you want to sleep in the theater well can I sleep in your house I said no <laughs> he's why not I said because you fucking stayed with Bob for two and a half yeah, years yeah you put up I a said, bad precedent there buddy. I said I love yeah. you to death but not fu- not in a million I, yeah. I do and I told him I love you to death but there isn't a fucking way there's no chance. You're even sleeping a night in my house. It's like if I came over here to record the podcast, and every time I came over, I took a dump on the yeah. couch. I'm sitting at some on, point. I'm not inviting like, you dude, over. Dude, we're anymore. not we're not recording at we're my house. We're recording anymore. at your house, yeah. and I'm gonna eat some fucking chili right. and jam it. <laughs> and like I said, like everybody's welcome in my home. I don't care what size my home is. If you but need a place to stay. Rules. Sort of, oh, but at a point, it's a gift that keeps on taking. I think the problem with the house yeah. is that it was my fortress of solitude, yeah. and I, yeah. if John and Wheezy don't leave, you that means it's no time. longer a fortress of solitude. Yeah, but that also means that other people can't come in when they need help. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, that's why Dana, Dana, and I could never have like a roommate. I mean, we had a friend of hers. Well, actually, she wasn't a friend of hers, and I won't say her name, but she was someone that was a poet that knew a poet that knew another poet. And wanted to wanted to kind of crash at our place, mm-hmm. and uh, Dana was like, "Can she crash?" And I'm thinking, "Okay, yeah, once, once, when." Sure. And this was a woman who. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't want to get into the details because I don't want to like out this woman. But all I know was she would bring her own food in, and it always stunk. Oh God! Um, stunk like when people bring food onto the airplane. Yeah, it's like really bad, a, really yeah. bad in the house. <laughs> um, she was always wanting to stay, and and at one, and she was not in great repair. Not uh-huh. an old woman, not an old woman, yeah. but she didn't take very good care of herself. Right, and she would come in town to do poetry readings, and it, <laughs> why did I say this? <laughs> I've never seen anything like it my whole life. Was, uh, 
and she's a grown person. This uh-huh. is like a woman in her 40s. Yeah. She's eating something and her tooth falls out. What like the her fuck? front fucking tooth falls out of her head. And she puts it in a glass and puts it in a refrigerator. No. Yeah. What? And I was like, that's the fucking I what? I mean, it, you, no, know, you I, put that shit in a Kleenex and you and get Dana, your ass to the fucking and, and, emergency and the dentist Dana, now. Dana is one of the sweetest human beings. She's, she's, you can see on her face. I don't know how to deal with this situation yeah. because this is really beyond. Well, the it's pale. so insane. Yeah. And then she, st- she, she leaves. Yeah. And then she wants to stay. And Dana's like, and I said, no. Yeah. You can't keep having her come over here. And Dana was like, you're right. Well, because the last and thing Dana's, you need is for... And then Dana said, no, we've got other things going on, and we've got p- other people, you know, because we yeah. were like, what do you say? What yeah. do you say? Yeah. Like, we've got other people staying. Sorry. We sure. don't have room for more, more one more person. Yeah. And she sends Dana a text that basically says, well, um, that's disappointing. I can get a hostel, but uh, it'll cost me this much, so can you send me a check? Or something to that effect. Something to that effect. Basically, the, the expectation is, if I can't stay at your house, I have to pay for someplace, and you have to pay for it because you're not letting me stay at your place. And that was when it was like... Well, that's... Yeah. And, nope. and both of them was like, all right, game over. That's that's a little nuts. Yeah, that's That's, that's high expectation. Um, just to, real quick, because I got, I got another squatter story, but um, before I get into that... I just want you to know, I'm going to grab another one of these um, Revolution yeah. Brewing uh, Rev these, Hills beers here. Just so you know, um, Revolution Brewing uh, does not sponsor the Littered Apecast, but uh, I will be sending them this segment of our Apecast yeah. to say, should they decide to give us regular bucks to promote their delicious uh, Chicago Pilsner Rev Pills... Uh, we drink it while we record. Every every week. Almost every week we drink. This is what we drink. This is and it. So this could be the beer of the Littered Ape cast. And they could say, well, you're already giving us plugs. Why would we pay for it? Because, Revolution Brewing, I'll tell you why. We will drink more. Yes. We will talk about it more. Yes. And, uh... And I will tattoo... I will tattoo Revolutionary Brewing on my left ass cheek. Really? No, not at all. All right. No, I just made that up. I was just trying to think of something. My wife would. Because when your birthday comes up next year and it's time for another tattoo, no, I'm going to hold your ass. To no, literally, like, I'm going to literally hold, hold your ass, ass to the to table. The, no, I won't. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm, I probably won't. I probably won't do that. That's not. I just made that up. But yeah, yeah. Rev, okay, so you have so yeah. So for when it. I was in college, living with my my buddy Chris, my best buddy Chris, um, who's he had the house that Weezy moved into okay. after and squatted at his house. Um, our friend Tiffany, she needed a place. She broke up with her boyfriend. It was this huge dramatic thing, and we love Tiffany. Yeah. So like, baby girl, if you need a place to stay, crash with us. You can sleep on the couch, on the floor. Yeah. You know, she was cute. She can share my twin bed with me. Whatever the fuck you need, we'll help you out. It was supposed to be for like a couple days just so she could like sort shit through. Because she had family in town you know like she yep. had family and other really good friends that she could have at least bounced around mm-hmm. until she got her shit figured out and she stayed with us and then she was unlike Wheezy not buying her own groceries eating all of our shit drinking all of our shit um had fucking people over which again like I don't mind like while you're here I want you to be this is your home like it's, it's be as comfortable as you need to be have friends over that's fine except when it's 
like every other night. That's bad. And Chris and I come home from work, and there's people we don't know in our house every that's really, other night. That's really like, bad. Dude. When you're bringing people over come to your on. house, like without even like, so much. I mean, we we didn't have texting. So that's back bullshit. then to say like, hey, is it cool if I, you know? But it got annoying. And here's my problem: is that with Chris and I and Tiffany, and then with me and Wheezy and John, is we never said, hey. Enough's enough. Like, yeah. what's your plan here? That's Can you give hard... me an end date? Are you going to help with rent? Like, what's the thing? You is, stay you here, shouldn't but have your... to. Well, but maybe you should. No, because... I'm, I'm going to tell you my squat story because the one time I have ever been a squatter. Mm-hmm. You know, I can. I, and that's what I think is so funny about the stories we're telling. Is like it's months, and yeah. and and my the the one time I squatted, I squatted for five days. Okay. And realized yeah. that was uncool. Right. When I first moved to Chicago, and actually this is part of the story I never tell. When I first moved to Chicago, the 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 the, the, the story is that I did. I, I graduated college in '89, and uh, like in September of '89, and I no, actually no, it wasn't September of '89. It was uh, like January. It was, it was it was the quarter, whatever it was. <clears throat> and I moved to Kansas because I knew where I was, my mom lived there. Yeah. And I lived with my mom for about three months and went, I can't do this. I can't live with my mom after right. graduating college. This is lame. Yeah. Sorry, millennials. It's fucking oh, lame. Shut up, old man. Go on. It's lame. Grow shut up. up. <laughs> so I'm saying, fucking grow up. Quit sponging it's off your fucking It's not always their fault. The it is their sucks. fault. The market fucking no, sucks. College I don't give doesn't a shit matter about, anymore. No, no, I don't give a shit about the market. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying about the squatting. Have enough self-reflection to realize you're a burden. And when you realize you're a burden, fucking suck it up. Then this is what I'm telling you. But to the parents, maybe they're not. They want their kid. They're like, yeah, yeah, my of dad they do. had my... They, no, they I, do, but they okay, don't. We're going to get to they this do, in a second. They do, but they do but, not. Okay? I'm sorry. They want you there, but they don't As really someone who's never had kids, you know exactly what parents are thinking. Now, continue, I'm just telling you. Please, I continue. know what humans are. And <laughs> yes, of course, they want you around because they're getting old and they need somebody to carry their fucking leaves. But oh, whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ, but what I will tell you... <laughs> carry their leaves where? You know, like when they have to clean just their to lawn. Just rake them and just put them rake in the... Carry the leaves. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do. So I, I graduate, I stay with my mom, I went, this is nowhere, this is, this is going nowhere. So I get in my truck, and I drive to Chicago. Now, the one thing, the, the thing is I actually did live in my truck for almost four months. Yeah. On the street. I was homeless and I lived in my truck. But my mother had a friend she'd worked with who had a son that lived here. Mm -hmm. And he said that I could crash on his floor. Yeah. So when I got here, I spent the first week in the truck. Okay. Because I didn't want to... Yeah. The thing about it is I appreciated the offer, but I don't know this guy. And you don't want to jump at it like... And I don't want to yeah, be a dick. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, be yep. that... Well, I don't want to totally. be that guy. It's right. like I, I'm not... I'm self-reflective enough to know this guy has been nice because his mom knows my mom and he doesn't know... And you he's know probably I mean? like offering it up. He's just like saying it Hoping to nice. that you don't follow exactly. through on it. Right, right. And I kind of kid... After about a week, I, I was like... I. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I'm homeless, yeah. and I'm living in my truck, and I'm fucking starving to death, and I haven't taken a shower. I, you know, that's the thing is, I figured out over a course of, you know, about a month of being homeless, oh, if you go into White Hand Pantry, you can do a horse bath. Right. You know. You called a horse bath, I called a Polish shower. But Same thing, yeah, you yeah. go into White Hand Pantry, and you just start yep. splashing water on you. 
Any um, place with a sink, really. Yeah, really. Yeah. Any place with a sink. But there was white. There were lots of white hand pantries back that then. Was, there were, yeah. And they and they always had half price day old bagels, so I could eat. Right. You know, I mean, it was just that was kind of yeah. where I was living. That was kind of what I was doing. And white hen. But after hey, a week, and, yeah. and, and, and this thing is, I'd never been homeless. I was, you know, I'd never been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. I'd never been in Chicago. I didn't have any fucking money. So I bet a, a week into this, I went, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. So I called the guy mm-hmm. from a payphone because I didn't have a cell phone. There were no cell phones. Right. I mean, the cell phones were big. Yeah. And the guy said, yeah, absolutely. He had a fiance. Oh, God. And they were very nice. But this was a studio apartment. Oh, Jesus. And you gotta, again, go back. I'm from Kansas and Arkansas. I've never been in the city. I never saw... A studio apartment. Where's the rest of it? I would right. Yeah. And so they were like, "Yeah, come on in." And so at first, was I the brought, fiance cool with this? Like, did he check with the fiance first? No. Oh, then. And so yep. we go. I go in, <laughs> and I'm you know I don't know what I'm get walking into, but I bring like my luggage. Uh-huh. The really nice luggage that your mom got you. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I bring like three pieces of luggage with all my clothes and all this kind of stuff because I don't know what I'm doing. And I realized this place is too small for my fucking luggage and me. <laughs> you fucking asshole. So I take the two bigger pieces of luggage back down and put them in my truck. Uh-huh. And I have the smaller piece of luggage and, you know, and I'm sleeping on his floor. Mm-hmm. Now here's where the self-reflective comes in. A lot of people, Wheezy, mm-hmm. um, Otto, you know, you know don't they see it they know it they know they're a burden they know they're taking advantage and they refuse to take responsibility for themselves and I can say that I don't know that Weezing thought or knew she was a burden because I don't even think if you that stay longer than burden, but this is the thing is you know that you're cramping somebody's style this is their okay. home yep you know it. Yeah. This is their home. No matter how much of a ghost you say you're going to right. be, the reality is you're taking up space. Yeah. They can't be themselves in their apartment. They can't, you know, there's the key issues. There's letting people in. Right. There's the right. fact that they can't fuck because there's a dude laying on the fucking floor yeah. five feet away from the fucking futon you got laid out. You well, know? and the other thing is that any squatter, even, you know, the worst squatters, uh, maybe not the worst squatters, but even these squatters, they also can't be themselves. Yeah, I mean, they can't fuck. They this, can't walk around naked this, unless they do, and then, and then they're fuck bad. them. Yeah. So about about I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four days into it, I started feeling bad. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I could see yeah. that they were kind of real, and they were being very kind. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. They were being kind, and they were being kind like you have been, yeah. like Bob was. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say something because I don't. I don't. You know, you're. You're homeless if I don't give you a place to stay. Right. But I could see on their face, I could see on both of their faces, that having me there was not cool. It was a burden. They were nice. And there was a fiance, so was there like wedding planning going on? Which No, 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 okay. it wasn't. That it can wasn't, get real stressful. No, it wasn't like it was okay. a wedding thing. It's like okay. they were engaged, but who knows when they're going to be fucking. As soon but as they, this asshole with the trumpet moves his, out. Yeah. yeah, it was his girlfriend. I mean, you okay. know, but they, 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 she said it was, you know, but they were nice. They were very nice. Yeah. But I really. Good Christians? Well, I don't even know if they're whatever. Christians, but, <laughs> okay. I, you know, I felt, I, I realized, oh, I'm a burden. So yeah. on the morning of the fifth day, um, you know, I went out and I played my horn all day long. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I played, and I had not done that yet. I didn't, 
know what I was getting into. You hadn't started busking at that point? No, this was a week into being in Chicago. Okay. I didn't know what the fuck I was getting into, but I thought, I have to make some money. I have to pay this guy something. Something, right, all right. So I went out and I played all day long. My lips were fucking meat. Yeah. I played all day long. I made about 35 bucks, which again, is not much. Right. I mean, it's not fucking much money. But I that night... I came in, I unlocked the door, and when I opened the door, I could see their faces. Like, oh, fuck, he's back. The one, it wasn't even like an, oh, fuck, he's back. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was like the realization, this is oh, still yeah, happening. yeah, this is still happening. I came in, I can't remember what his name was, but I said, dude, I said, thank you. Um, I'm a burden now. And he's, no, 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 no. I said, no, I, it's very nice of you to say, and I really appreciate, yeah. uh, I really, as I said, there's no way I can thank you enough. Um, I, I don't have any money, but I, I played today, and so here's $35. You gave him everything. Yeah, it's everything I had. Okay, yeah. I said, and and please let your mom know how nice this was, what you know, what a nice thing this was. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Thank you, but I'm, I'm here's your key, Yeah. and I'll, I'll figure out what I'm going to do. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a do, and it's... Pretty simple, pretty easy to do. Attend Bug House tomorrow. Yeah! That's it. Just show up at the Haymarket, 10 bucks cash, please. Uh, and I can never remember all the, 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 all the battles the, the, we the have. The debate topics are tomorrow good, night. It's always good. Yeah, the debate is... topics tomorrow night is Joe Janes and I are debating uh, America, a nation of victims or heroes. Mm. And uh, yep. Elizabeth Thierry, and you son of a bitch. Fuck off! All right. Elizabeth, is, we 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 are right, we're recording my apartment. I'll, yeah. uh, Elizabeth Thierry versus Lindsay Williams is revolution, fix it or burn it down. And then Rory Zacker and John Capal are clowns, delightful or horrifying. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's going to be good. That's why it's going to go last. Because I can't decide. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that question. I have an either. opinion so on will, all the they others. Will, they will have, to, they will have to convince us. All right, that's a good number one. I think that's a good number one. I will be there. I'll be there. There you go. We rock. My number one is read. Okay. And it is, I want you to read Stumbling on Happiness by Daniel Gilbert. Um, basically, this guy has done decades of research, and his research on happiness all points to the same unsettling fact Happiness has little to do with what happens to us in our lives and more to do with how we end up choosing to see our lives. Basically, you want to read this if you want to read a book that explains happiness without mythologizing it or worshipping it. Oh, I would like that. Okay. Uh, my second thing is a watch. It's Watch Homeland. Mm. It's a Showtime uh, series. Yep. They just wrapped up their eighth season, seventh season? Something like that, yeah. Man. It, it, like it was this last episode was fucking good does she get less Claire Danes my problem is I watched the first four seasons yeah like kind of religiously and I just got to a point where it's god they, she is so broken and weepy all the time yeah okay yeah alright the, the look on your face yeah. just now said okay it's that weird. answers the question that you didn't ask okay then I'm I'm yes. ready to go I'm ready to read alright um, on a completely different level. Talk about broken. Yep. Um, I want you to try a thought experiment with me. Okay. I want you, and you can get it on Amazon. If you're an Amazon Prime, you can get it for free. Ooh. If you want to buy it, you can get it on vinyl for $7. I like that. 
Um, I want you to read the best of Bill Cosby, or listen to. Jesus. <laughs> listen to the best okay. of Bill Cosby. It is a stand-up comedy album. Yep. Um, and I want you to listen to it, because I listen to it. It's only 37 minutes long. Right. Listen to it knowing who he was and is, and it's going to fuck your perception of things, because, first of all, it's really fucking funny. He was a great comedian. And he's a rapist. Right. <laughs> right. So this is one of those things where if you are wondering about the question is how do you accept the art of someone who is horrible and heinous, if you can listen to it and not laugh, yeah, there's something broken in you because this shit is funny. Yeah. But while you're laughing, you're going to realize and recognize that you're listening to a man that drugged while he was making that album. During the making, like maybe that earlier album, that day, earlier that day, he had roofied some chick and <laughs> right. fucked her. So yeah. I'm just saying that's what I want you to do. That's yeah. my number two, the best of Bill Cosby. All right, my number three is a read. Um, it's something I've mentioned before, but I have to do it again because I just now got the book. Finally, it was on back order. It's A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. The last week tonight with John Oliver's book, um, it's the story of uh, Mike Pence's pet rabbit, who's got an Instagram account, and Pence, or whatever, the, the rabbit, they had their own children's book come out. Mm -hmm. And John Oliver and his team at that last week tonight, they did their own version of the book where the bunny is gay. And it's, it's sweet, it's funny, it's a great children's story. And you've been uh, reading it to Harry. And I read it to Harry, yeah. And when you got to the Trump character, you told me this. Well, yeah, so here's the thing is that I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading Harry these books, and he doesn't, it, nothing's registering with him because he's still an idiot. But this gives me an opportunity to work on my voices, sure. you know, my characters as I'm reading these books. So when he is paying attention, he was like, holy shit, my dad is the greatest storyteller ever. And, you know, he's in it. Um, Which will last until he's about five, and then he realizes what a fraud you are. If he lasts, if it lasts till he's five, I am one lucky son of a bitch. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so I get to the Trump character, which is a stink bug, and I, I didn't think about it. I just started reading it, and I read Trump's character as Nixon. Don't know why. I think. I think. Well, I know. I, I know why. I think it's because. Nixon's voice is more of a stink buggy yelling kind of... Okay, I can see you know, that. Boy bunnies can't like other boy bunnies. <laughs> it's just more fun to do yeah. than Trump's asshole sort voice. Sort of asshole so, voice. Yeah. You know. All right, so get, purchase... Yes. A day, they, what's it know, called? It's, what's it's called A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. All right. If you Google Marlon Bundo... You got it. it yeah, because this thing is outselling the Pence book by a fucking bazillion. You know, All right. It's doing great. And there is... The proceeds don't go to John... I don't... It's not in the book where the proceeds go, um, but they're going to some. It's to going a good it's cause. Going to a for, cost, yeah, and we so, like that. Yeah. All right, and my number one, and this is not an easy watch. Okay. You're not gonna like this. This is not something to watch for pleasure. Okay. <laughs> um, it's Netflix. It's a documentary. It's called The Rachel Divide. It is about Rachel Dolezal. Uh -huh. Or Doljal, uh -huh. however they say it. Uh, and at one point, uh, she's called a Rorschach test. <laughs> and in fact, the, the title graphic is a Rorschach test, mm -hmm. sort of blot test, kind of mm -hmm. kind of coming um, on the beliefs of identity, how we uh, can take it, who gets to identify uh, as what. You know, and it is and like who has the permission to say I well, am now a well, you know, a black and, person and, 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 and it's not like I said, it's not fun to watch. You know, she is not a very sympathetic character. No. But the documentary is not there to make her a sympathetic character. The the sympathetic characters in this documentary are his are her two black sons. Mm -hmm. And watching them 
and they love their mother very much and they're furious that people are treating her this way and she has allies she has friends sure. that you know accept her and then but the documentary isn't like hey let's make a nice sweet piece about Rachel right this I mean this is an equal opportunity you get to see plenty of people that have big fucking problems with her choice to decide she is a black woman okay and I, I it's it, like I said it's not fun to watch but I think it's worth I think it's worth the effort in our day and time the, the way we're doing okay. things yeah I you know that there's a, a Rachel Dozier Dozier Dozo, whatever yeah. Dozier yeah there's a a, her, she has a calendar, 2018 calendar. Yes, I know. I almost bought that. Do you for know why for she Christmas. made the calendar? <laughs> she needs money. Nobody will fucking hire her. And well, she sure, can't yeah. pay the fucking rent. You know, and it's and it's. I mean, like I, I said, this is a really interesting. I know shit. I wish I had the greatest joke it's, calendar ever. It's really interesting, um, and it is. A, it's sad, and it's kind of infuriating. You know, but it does make you think about the concepts of identity yeah. and racial identity and who gets to say that. It does open things up to the concept of trans mm -hmm. and saying this is this is who I was born to be. Yeah, I'm not David. I'm Dana. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, so it really does. Uh, and I know I know there are plenty of people and plenty of people in the documentary do not want to see this. Yeah. as some sort of litmus test or Rorschach test for all of trans, the right. concept of right. trans, of, of, of choosing your identity or saying this is my identity, although I was born this way. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to see it that way. It's hard not to. Yeah. I remember why I didn't get you the calendar. Okay. It's not an accurate calendar. Every month is February, because February, of course, is Black, it's Black History Month. There you go. There, there's your joke. I like it. It's well done. Well <laughs> Thank played. you for acknowledging that. Yes, well played <laughs> joke. It was, uh, there you go. All right. Should I explain why that's a joke? We can really break that yeah, down. We can break okay. it down, but I think I think everybody is listening. Uh, John Capal got it. Okay. Yeah. He's listening right now, and he got it. All right. That is the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow night at Bughouse. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. 